electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod. The Taylor Swift Ticketmaster debacle takes center stage on Capitol Hill, getting to the bottom of the whole mess with Democrat Senator Richard Blumenthal. They control 70% of the primary market for ticket sales, 80 of the top 100 venues, and this is a system that has to be reformed. And Republican Marsha Blackburn. These ticket platforms need to, when they know they've got a bot in their presence, they need to give that information to the FTC so that the FTC can go after this so they can be blocked. And Alphabet in hot water with regulators and now with employees. But there's no good way to soften job cuts. Do they have uh, refrigerator kegs? What are they called? Kegerators? Kegerators. Kegerators. That's what Twitter was selling. Silicon Valley is a different place. Plus, a Squawk AI poetry slam. From professional trader to casual investor, the show is a must, no room for dissenters. And Amazon ramping up its pharmacy. Did you mention male pattern baldness? What's the generic for that, and and does it work? Asking for a friend. It's Tuesday, January 24th, 2023. Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back, goodbye, in three, two, one, cue it, please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We are live from the NASDAQ market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick, along with Joe Kernan. Andrew is off today, but we're here. We're ready to go with earnings season. We will get an idea for what happened the past three months. And then uh, also the outlook is always important because it's earnings season. In full swing, remember we did, uh, we did first we do the money center banks. Then it seems like we get the Morgan Stanley's and the Goldman's that we got when we were in Davos. Here's now we get more industrial. We're going to see how the actual economy is doing, maybe a little better. In the meantime, the U.S. Justice Department is preparing to sue Google parent company Alphabet by the end of the week. This according to Bloomberg, which says that the lawsuit will target Google's dominance in the online ad market. The pending filing follows reports that the Justice Department rejected concessions offered by Google last summer. This legal action would mark the fifth major case in the United States challenging Alphabet's business practices. And this comes after a town hall that Sundar Pichai held at uh, Alphabet yesterday, talking to a lot of the employees there. Layoffs of about 12,000 people going through. I guess it was a little bit of a contentious and... uh, you know, a lot of pushback coming on that town hall about how the layoffs were done, why they were targeted. I think they have something like they have several thousand managers. And so they said they, of course, did not tell all the managers as they were making plans for this. They kept it at a higher level. But that has people wondering if they're really doing the cuts in the best way. Do they have uh, refrigerator kegs? What are they called? Oh, the Twitter. Uh, Kegerators. 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 Yeah, that's what Twitter was selling. All out in Silicon Valley is a different place. It's a different, well, different it's, place. It's, it's a different place. It's not quite as wine, perky like as it wine used to be. around. We have no wine here, do we? No. We, 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 we do wine. have a coffee. We machine. wine, yeah. we do, but <laughs> we don't have any wine. Wine and cheese. 
Amazon is launching a monthly subscription uh, plan for Prime members that will cover uh, a range of generic drugs. The program is called RX Pass and includes more than 50 medications addressing more than 80 conditions, such as high blood pressure, uh, anxiety, diabetes, and the dreaded male pattern baldness. Uh, the service costs $5 a month. Uh, customers enrolled in Medicare, Medicaid, or other government health programs are not eligible. Amazon says that the average Prime member will save about $100 a year. Amazon shares, uh, as you can see, look like it's about every other uh, NASDAQ stock. It's not good. Bertha Coombs joins us now. I got one for anxiety, Bertha. I don't know. The older I get, I'm, I'm, I'm considering something. Do you get anxious ever? That is one of the generic Zoloft is one of the ones that's on there, along with some of the other generic anti-anxiety medications. You know, this uh, it's called RX Pass, and this is a subscription for Amazon Prime members to coax them to use the pharmacy. It provides access to more than 50 common generic drugs for chronic conditions like hypertension, heart disease and depression and anxiety for just five bucks a month with free delivery. That's about half what each prescription costs now on Amazon's online pharmacy pharmacy. With the pass, even if you're prescribed multiple prescriptions that are on the list, you pay just that one flat fee per each member. The program does not include insulin, and it's not open to Medicare or Medicaid patients because of uh, regulatory issues. It's Amazon's latest push to try to gain traction in pharmacy after launching the online service back in 2020, two years after buying online pharmacy pill pack for 750 million bucks. Now, while the company doesn't break out sales numbers or even talk much about pharmacy during earnings calls, if you look at the transcripts, there might be one mention. Last summer, Morgan Stanley polled Prime members about the reasons that they are members. The online pharmacy barely registered. Amazon Pharmacy is in network with a number of Blue Cross plans, but you know they also need to get more traction with doctors as well as patients. Closing that $3.9 billion one medical acquisition could help boost that kind of recognition and the volume of prescriptions to try to really get them on the map. Joe? All right. Uh, thank you, Bertha. Five bucks seems like, uh, I don't know. Translates, what's that, 60 a year, if I got that right? Yeah, but you know, you consider if you're buying some of these generics, they might be 10, 12, 14 bucks a month for a month's supply. If you can get three of them, if you happen to be, say, on a, uh, a hypertension drug, maybe a beta blocker, and maybe you have anxiety, you get three of them for five bucks a month. That might be an enticement to some how folks. Does, how does Amazon manage that? Do they get bulk discounts or what, like what's in it for them if they're actually that's able to? The, that's the thing. They didn't talk about that part of it. You've got to think that at the moment, you know, you're not going to make much margin on generics. So they may very well just be trying to bring that in to yeah. bring in more volume. If they can get more volume, then it wouldn't be at a loss. It's one of those things where they're hoping that Prime members would be enticed by the price. And even Prime members who are uninsured, for them, certainly, that's an amazing price. Bertha, did you, earlier we mentioned, I don't know whether you are looking at something, did you mention male pattern baldness? What, what is that? What, what, what's the generic <laughs> for that? And, and does it work? Asking and, for a friend. Asking for a friend. <laughs> asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Is it, is it the uh, stuff yeah, you- Yeah, apparently, actually, that the, 
the oral medication is better than a lot of those things What's that you called? rub in. I may already have it. I may, from what I've I may read. already have it. But what is? Are you talking about Propecia or, or Finasteride? Well, then you're the you're the expert. You're right. I am. To me. You're right. I am. That part uh, I don't all know. things Propecia. Propecia is an oral pill. <laughs> oh yeah, it's oh, a okay. one milligram uh, pill. Exactly. I worry about long-term usage, but uh, I worry more about losing my hair. So well, you got a great head of hair, Joe. It I works. Mean, it really you know, does. For and years, a people have asked me whether whether it was fake hair, and I, you know, even even my mom used to ask. It's like, is that I really know, his hair? And you know what? And you I'd can say, tell yeah. your mother it's it's real human hair. It's real. It is real human hair. <laughs> I think you're supposed to say it's real and it's fantastic. It's real. No, uh, it's real and it's uh, spectacular. Spectacular. That spectacular. was the one. All, all roads lead back to Seinfeld. That's right. They do. Bertha, <laughs> thank you. Somebody sent me a poem that they put that they had chat GPT write about Squawk. Squawk Box is the show to see where Wall Street meets Main Street, you'll agree. Joe, Becky, and Andrew, they know their stuff. They bring the news when the market's rough. From professional trader to casual investor, the show is a must. No room for dissenter. So tune in each morning. Don't be tardy for the ultimate pre-market show, Squawk Box is dandy. Wow. The last line didn't... I want a sonnet. An iambic pentameter. No, that's. There once was a man from Nantucket. That's what yeah. I get. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> no, I won't. Cheese <laughs> will be next. Coming up next on Squawk Pod, bad blood between Taylor Swift and Ticketmaster. Lawmakers are getting to the bottom of the Swifty ticket disaster. The industry issues that got us into this mess with Senator Richard Blumenthal. If there's no competition as a result of the merger between Ticketmaster and Live Nation, it's the 800-pound gorilla behind this mess. And the regulation that might get us out with Senator Marsha Blackburn. We have critical infrastructure in this country, our banking industry, our healthcare industry, and every day they have cyber attacks. But you know what? They have figured out how to thwart the vast majority. So Ticketmaster is not doing their job. From a flat tire in the city to a dead battery on a distant drive, AAA is partnering with T-Mobile for Business to accelerate response times and get more drivers back on the road fast. Our nationwide connectivity powers location telematics, so AAA's fleet can find stranded drivers quickly while being fully equipped with the in-vehicle tools to have answers when they get there. This is elevating the member experience. This is AAA with T-Mobile for Business. Take your business further at T-Mobile.com slash now. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. The president of Ticketmaster parent company Live Nation is one of several people heading to Capitol Hill today for a congressional hearing prompted by last November's Taylor Swift ticket mess. It was brutal. Ticketmaster was overwhelmed by billions of requests from bots, in addition to fans, and canceled a planned sale of Taylor Swift concert tickets to the general public. Swifties were angry. That reignited scrutiny of the U.S. ticket industry and raised fresh concerns over whether top players have too much power. 
Here's Joe Kernan. The Senate Judiciary Committee uh, wants, uh, to an- wants answers about competition in the ticketing industry, the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster meltdown in November sparking uh, the hearing entitled, That's the Ticket, really it's called that, Promoting Competition and Protecting Consumers on Live Entertainment. And we will see the CEOs of Ticketmaster, Parent Live Nation, and competitor SeatGeek are among those who will testify. And that's expected to start at 10 a.m. Eastern time. And we're going to talk to two members of the uh, Judiciary Committee, Senators Marsha Blackburn and Richard Blumenthal. And they want the FTC to take action against the use of bots in the online uh, ticket marketplace. If you were to design a stress test for, for this, you'd use Taylor Swift. That would be the way. I, look, I think they're right. If they could get rid of bots and let us actually right. buy tickets that don't cost $22,000 because some bot got there first, that would be great. But that's the ticket they're really calling it. Yeah, they're really that. calling it that. And uh, could it ever have gone smoothly? I don't know. Uh, how many, t- she could probably, how many concerts could she sell out? She could just. Ticketmaster said that they, there was a cyber attack that led to the big problems, but you're right. right. They, they would have cost $22,000 if you could have gotten the tickets. Right. Joining us now, two senators set to question executives today. Republican uh, Marsha Blackburn, great state of Tennessee. Oh, my, this is so nice. They're next to each other. Democrat Richard Blumenthal of Connecticut. I, I, I'm really, um, well, let me read this first. In November, they co-wrote a letter to the FTC about combating bots in the online ticket marketplace. But I'm looking, thanks for joining us, I'm looking for a bipartisan moment here. Can we both, senators, can we both just agree that Taylor Swift is a phenom, a songwriting uh, aficionado, the likes of which, uh, I don't know how, how often something, someone like her comes along. Would you agree with that, Senator Blumenthal? I would totally agree that mm-hmm. we need a bipartisan approach to reforming the ticket market. It's a mess right now for Taylor Swift, for fans and consumers, for other artists, and for the venues. And the reason is that there's no competition as a result of the merger between Ticketmaster and Live Nation. It's the 800-pound gorilla behind this mess. And if Taylor Swift had choices, she could have gone to a competitor. If there had been competition, Live Nation and Ticketmaster would have used better technology because people could have gone elsewhere to buy the tickets. They control 70% of the primary market for ticket sales, 80 of the top 100 venues, and uh, this is a system that has to be reformed. Yeah, I was at, do you both agree she's great, Senator Blackburn? That's, that was my, I know, I know you agree on what we need to do antitrust-wise, but I was looking for some bipartisanship. Are you a fan, Senator Blackburn? Absolutely. We have so many talented artists and Taylor Swift is one of them and Nashville is home to many of them. Yes, there you and go. not only did Taylor Swift have problems, but you had the Bob Dylan concert that had problems. You have other artists. You know, when I am out and about in Nashville, I hear from tour managers, I hear from business managers, talent agents, how frustrated they are with what is happening with Live Nation, with Ticketmaster, and they feel it's a appropriate for us to step in and indeed in 2016 when I was in the house Senator Schumer at that point and I in the house passed the bots act which gives the FTC the authority 
to move in and to go after these bots to work with these ticketing platforms. And the FTC has not exercised that authority. They need to be doing it. They've only brought forward one case. But the point is also that these ticket uh, platforms need to, when they know they've got a bot in their presence, they need to give that information to the FTC so that the FTC can go after this, so they can be blocked from these sites, and so that fans, whether they're fans of the Grand Ole Opry or Taylor Swift or any of the other other ones that are out there, they can get the tickets for the shows that they want. Senator, and uh, I am a fan of Taylor Swift, but it's, <laughs> it goes well beyond Taylor Swift. It's a lot of yeah, other artists right. as well. It's a lot of them. Well, but she's got Nashville and, and Memphis and, and Elvis. I mean, Graceland. I, you can't compete here, I don't think, uh, Senator Blumenthal. <laughs> don't, don't even try. Don't even yeah. try. We've uh, got uh, the best talent in the country coming uh, out of Tennessee. You're right about that. <laughs> across the board. No, it's a great state. Uh, Senator Blumenthal, yes. we, it we're, seems we're, like they're going to stay bipartisan here. <laughs> It seems like antitrust is back, and, and I'm just wondering, is there a problem just with this, this consolidation among just too few players in, in this, this whole industry? I mean, Taylor Swift is unique in that you knew what demand was going to be like. So, I mean, someone could have anticipated this, uh, I would think. And, and with Lena Khan, and, and do you, do you, will there be a target on this whole industry the way it's run right now, Senator? I agree that antitrust is back, and there are various remedies that ought to be considered. One of them is a typical antitrust remedy of unwinding a merger. I think it ought to be on the table. But where Senator Blackburn and I clearly agree is that there has to be more effective action against these bots that yes. enable the scalpers to corner the market, buy up tickets, charge exorbitant prices, astronomically rising fees, bait-and-switch tactics. This system is riddled with problems that could be countered under the existing law, the BOTS Act, that both of us helped to lead, and possibly there's a need for new legislation like the BOSS Act, B-O-S-S, which is an acronym for a long title to the legislation, but obviously makes reference to an artist of equal fame, BOSS, <laughs> near to Connecticut. <laughs> I found and, one. Uh, let me just I, I found add. one, Senator. My, Michael Bolton. I found Michael Bolton from, uh, I don't know. Uh, that's a, Connecticut. It's, Westport, it's, yeah, Connecticut. Yeah, it's not quite, uh, not quite terrorist. Yeah. Go, go ahead, yeah, if uh, Senator I can, if, Go ahead. Yes, if I can add in on that. See, one of the problems that we have, when you look at the fact that uh, Ticketmaster has 70% of your venues and of your live venues and then you look at the way they are transacting this business and they're also when you go onto that site like if you went on to a sporting event site then there's information for rideshare services and hotels and additional events they're capturing a lot of data what are they doing with that now when you talk about they wanted to say that cyber attacks had caused this well, what are you doing to protect from all the cyber attacks? Not 70, 80, or 90% of them, but all of them. 
We have critical infrastructure in this country. Our banking industry, our healthcare industry, uh, water, sewer, utilities, and every day they have cyber attacks. But you know what? They have figured out how to thwart the vast majority, 99.99% of those. So Ticketmaster is not doing their job to protect consumers and leading the Consumer Protection Data Security Committee as we have done in a bipartisan manner, if you're looking for bipartisanship, then this is something that we're saying, let's clean this up, let's make this right so that consumers are not disenfranchised. I know that, and I think that's a really important story here that on this issue, a consumer issue, a vital issue to not just Taylor Swift, but many other artists, to many of the venues that are told by Ticketmaster and Live Nation, you have to use both our services. You have to use our ticket sales services if you want the artist. And also to consumers who are frustrated with the sold out yes. concerts, the bait and switch tactics, the exorbitant hidden fees, the astronomically rising prices. You know, this system is broken. And I think what you see is a bipartisan effort to make it right. Yep. Yeah. All right, great. Senators, uh, thank you. Slim Pickens, uh, Senator Blumenthal. I mean, I found John Mayer. I don't know. He's okay. Peter Tork, the monkeys. Remember him? He was a cute one. But they all cuties. come to Nashville. They do. They do. Uh, it's, there's no competition. So I'm sorry. Uh, it's just, it's not even close. We've uh, got but, it. Uh, We've got the corner on that market. You do. <laughs> one word. Uh, Elvis, although I think he was born in Arkansas. Was he, was he born or, or uh, Mississippi, yes. maybe? I can't remember, but we know he was Memphis. born in Tupelo, lived in Memphis. Yes, yes. we'll be happy to take you to Graceland when you okay. come to Memphis. He did like record some movie. in Nashville. I watched the movie yeah. on the way back. In so did Memphis, I. So did I just watched it. Senator Sam, flight back to Davos. Senator Blumenthal, don't don't even talk. You're just not part of this conference. I'm sorry. I mean, John Mayer. It's just I'm trying my best for you, but I'm I'm not really getting anywhere. Taylor Swift. Uh, I no, keep John trying to get him to Nashville. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you both. Uh, and thanks for playing along. Thank I you. Appreciate it. And thanks for listening to Squawk Pod today and every day that you do. It is great to be back in the booth talking to you all. If you missed our special series, Squawk Pod Reports in Davos, featuring exclusive interviews recorded at the World Economic Forum in Switzerland, please check out your podcast feed and listen anytime. We have conversations with Uber's CEO, Chef Jose Andres, Will I Am, and many more. Go to your feed on whatever podcast platform you are using right now, and you'll see these special episodes, Squawk Pod Reports, right there. Squawk Box is hosted by Joe Kernan, Becky Quick, and Andrew Ross Sorkin. Tune in weekday mornings on CNBC at 6 Eastern and follow Squawk Pod wherever you listen. We'll meet you right back here tomorrow. We are clear. Thanks, guys. From their innovative practice facility to unmatched views from the fairway, the PGA of America is helping lower scores and elevate fan experiences with 5G solutions from T-Mobile for Business. Together, we're using AI-powered analytics to expand coaching tools and bringing fans closer to the pros with 5G-connected cameras. This is game-changing innovation. This is the PGA of America with T-Mobile for Business. 
take your business further at tmobile.com/slash now. 